Ugh, I love this movie. I haven't seen it. You haven't seen this movie? <laughs> Cinephile. I'm Megan Carver, and I'm still a cine newbie. Uh, I don't apparently. know. I've watched Godfather. When are you gonna graduate? I've watched Jaws. I've watched. I feel like you I, need to put in the work if you want to graduate I'm on time. I'm trying. I'm it, trying. Remote learning is not. It's not ideal. It's although not. I don't know that there would be an in. There are no. Never mind. I was gonna say I don't think there are in-person film classes, but I took an in-person film class. I, I took a correspondence so, course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I suppose this is all remote learning. Yes. Because... We, we watch all kinds of movies, new and old. And we let you know if you should watch them, too. Welcome back to So I Married a Cinephile. Wow. Wow. Wow, this movie. Wow. I can't believe I haven't seen this I movie. cannot believe you never saw like, this movie. But at the same time, my parents haven't seen E.T. Wait, your parents? Yeah. Who are almost 70? Yeah. Have not watched the Steven Spielberg masterpiece that is E.T.? No. Why? They just, they were like, I didn't see the appeal in it. <laughs> they didn't see the appeal? They didn't see the appeal. Like, I've seen E.T. a couple of times. Are and they, they're are they like, Trump supporters? No. Do they hate aliens? I don't know. Do they, they want to build that wall they, yes. around space? For some reason, they build Space Force, they space. want to make Space Force. Space. Hashtag, hashtag they saw E.T. and were like, we need to protect ourselves. Hashtag Space they, Wall. They didn't see the movie. They just saw the preview and thought, that's dangerous. We're starting it here. It's a hot take. Space Wall. Making it happen. <laughs> four more years for Trump. If he gets four more years, see, he's going to build, build that space build on wall. the ozone layer that's already there. It's already there. We'll just build on the layer that's already there. We'll it's make Mexico pay for it. Mexico's going to pay for the Space Wall. <laughs> E.T., whatever the fuck Steve he is. Steve Bannon is going to head up the fundraising. As soon as he gets out of prison. Jesus Christ. I barely know the guy. Anyways. Anyways. Welcome back, everybody. Wow. We're so glad to have you. Yes. Um, How are you doing, Megan? I'm good. Yeah. I I even put this on an Instagram story so you know it's real. <laughs> so yesterday was probably one of the most fulfilling days that I have had in a long time. And I think it's it's because like there was there was so much manual labor that was involved, but also too it was manual labor around stuff that I really enjoy. Yeah. So like we cleaned out, uh, we fed all these horses, and oh we my made gosh. sure they had water. And it was amazing. We walked uh, my aunt's horses, Joe and Pre, and then. I went and bought a bunch of uh, used furniture to upcycle, which, oh my God, it's looking so good. And I just, it's really hard because I'm really grateful for these opportunities that we have, specifically opportunities that are not ones that we necessarily would have in New York, because I can't think of too many yeah. instances where we would walk I mean, horses in New York. Well, not only that, yes, you find furniture on the side of the street in New York, especially if you go picking on the Upper West Side. Free boxing. Free boxing, as we call it. But you can't take these articles back into your apartment, no. sand them down, pull paint off them. table dowels, paint them. Yeah. I, I mean, maybe you could, but in our not, case... Not gotta... without everyone dying from fumes. <laughs> exactly. So it's like, it was... it and That's stuff that I've been wanting to do for a long time. Yeah. I love rehabbing furniture. So being able to do that was really great, but then I also felt really bad. 
like I have this weird guilt and this was something I talked about last night on like a mental health zoom that I had with some other fellow um female and uh non-binary artists like I felt really bad for enjoying my day because I felt like I wasn't in New York helping New York stay alive since it is very much the city is changing yes and this the New York that we knew is no longer correct so I had a great day and I felt horrible about having a great day and I don't know what to do with that i'm unpacking that in therapy on tuesday it's almost like and correct me if i'm wrong i feel like it's it's hang on i'm gonna get my tits out so you can mansplain (laughs) all over i'm just kidding i wanted to say that from my point of view um i also i also had a, a really nice day and i think because we got to spend a lot of it together doing these kinds of activities yeah was really fulfilling but i can understand why you also felt the opposite because it feels like someone near and dear to you has died. Yeah. And maybe by enjoying your day, you are dishonoring their memory. Yes. You're not holding them as close. That's a great it's, way of putting it's it. It's an interesting way, and, and I think it's it's a, a step of grief as we continually cycle through the grief oh, of... Oh, and it starts back all over again. Of mourning what was. Yeah. I thought you were going to smother our dog. No, why would I smother what? my dog? <laughs> I thought you were putting a pillow over his no, face. No, I'm putting it to block under his, his chin so that he doesn't snore. Now Rocket is like there you go. Quasi elevated because he was snoring. This a is something bit. I read about. I read specifically <laughs> uh, no, I what to you, do when your dog like... snores too much. <laughs> just slowly lifting I think, the pillow up. I think up. we're both in agreement on Okay, what when I was here. doing the Investigation Discovery, the horrible episode of Investigation Discovery that I was on. Note, the crew was great, director was great, script was semi-garbage. It was just, we had 48 hours to do it, and it investigation down, discovery does not pay well. It all comes down to the edit, and... It was not the, good. What, what came out on the final product was baffling. It was really it rough. It was really rough. But, I, but the character I played but was a mazel, mom. But mazel for you, Thank to, you. for doing it. Thank you. Yes. Uh, I don't put it on my resume. Um, <laughs> I No, I do. I do. You I do. take that back. I do. But I was playing the mom that, like, kills her child. Her, like, her kid that has, I don't know, all these different kinds of and behavioral how old issues. And was your character? So my character ranged from, high, like, late high school, early college, all the way to being able to have it. Did Rocket, Rocket just throw the pillow just, at me? He just knocked the pillow Did down. Did you really? He's like, fuck this pillow. See, this is where the investigation discovery mom smothering the child thing comes in. He's so just comfy the way he the, is. The anyway. character I played smothers her child to death because her child has to take sleeping meds because she has all this trauma. Right. So her mom, the mom kills the daughter by smothering her in her sleep. And this actually happened. This actually happened. Some of this is like based on like what happened. But like the line that I had was so fucking awful because the dad's dead. And I'm smothering my child going, go back to daddy. Go back and find daddy. Go home to daddy. Did she really say that, though? Of course not. Of course. Like, <laughs> no well, one was there that? writing down what That's she was saying. Stu- it, it, I mean, it, well, yeah, not only is it like, I don't know, it it's almost too much. It is, For the a sake little. of like, and it's not that it's not like, like just disturbing. Just it's just, just like, like, a sh- yeah, like just something like that. Something like a little something, bit more subtle. Yes, I agree. But after watching that, they were not going for subtlety. No, they were not going for subtlety. <laughs> also, too, like, again, I ranged from being in early college to having a college age daughter. Right. So you, I was like 30 35. Years. So I was 30, well, 33 when I filmed it. Yeah. And they like, they put 
gray streaks in my hair, but they didn't do any age makeup on my face. And then they're like, oh fuck, we need to go back to a college shot. So they were like, let's, let's, does anyone have any baby wipes? We need to get the gray out of her hair. Like uh, it was so rough. rough. And again, it's only because there was not enough money to be able to do everything that was necessary for a good production, I think. I don't understand. At any rate. I don't understand. So I think that was tangent off of smothering Rocket. Which, which all goes back, back to, to morning you know the the life that we knew i suppose yeah and the choices that we've made are choices where like no we want to live in a house no we want to have the northeast it's been so nice and it's been really nice yeah you're absolutely right but i totally feel the same way i do miss many aspects of the new york that we knew Mm -hmm. and we're just gonna get a lot of ambient snoring in this well, episode. I'm gonna guys. just turn him to his side to see if we'll that see helps. If that helps. <clears throat> At any rate, how are you doing? I'm uh, I'm doing okay. Yeah, I uh, I'm I felt a lot of what you felt yesterday. Did I think. you? Um, no, because I really enjoyed the day, but there there is sort of this uh, muscle memory of trying to find the new normal. I think, yeah. and I think we're not the only people trying to figure all of this out plus the election ahead that's looming and the things that are going on in our world um the the wildfires in california the people being displaced because of that hurricanes Um, that are coming hurricanes but it's fine global warming doesn't exist guys it's no it's not a thing it's cool don't worry about it and it's and two it's just i also realized that on top of trying to find the new normal and on top of grieving a life that we knew and then being forced into a life that, you know, we're trying to assimilate to, on top of it, we're very isolated because yeah. we are, we went from living in Manhattan <laughs> to living, how many people are in Manhattan? I mean, eight million. When we were there, eight million people. <laughs> Not including the commuters. Uh, and then now we live in a county of 4,000 people. Yes. And then on top of that, we went from living in a sanctuary city to living in a Trump 2020 Confederate flag Lollapalooza. Sanctuary city to sanctuary farms. Yes, that's exactly right. Yeah. Sanctuary so farm is a farm just down there. And I mean, the, you know, our aunt, my aunt let us know. She's like, there's a lot more like quiet Democrats than you realize. Yes. But at the same time, it's like we're very much displaced in more than just location. Yeah. Our yeah. tribe is not with us like physically, like we're trying to figure that out. So managing grief, managing trauma, cause this is a traumatic experience that is ongoing. It is not knowing the certain like uncertainty of our country. So I think it's, it's nice that we had a really great day, but I think it's like, <laughs> people are complicated. You can have life is complicated. You can have parallel feelings. Yes. Two things can be true at so, the same time. So. I'm glad to know you felt the same way. I felt yeah. bad about feeling that way. You felt bad about feeling, feeling bad. Feelings. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> shouldn't I be really grateful and excited and happy and fulfilled? And then I started just spiraling from there. Right. Right. And I think that's, I think that's part of it too. I feel like it's, it's having those conflicting emotions, but all of that be true at the same time. Yeah. But doing the work on our part to figure out what's true and what's bullshit, like what is our ego trying to protect us from, and also letting ourselves know that it's okay to have these things and have, have a good day and enjoy ourselves, even though we're living a life we didn't see ourselves living no. you know but we're making the best of it yeah same with this election coming up like it's it all comes down to oh a my choice God, please for god's sake 
please vote. Please or register to vote. Register to vote. Make sure you get your absentee ballot in the mail. Do it as soon as fucking possible. I care who you vote for. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna say I don't care who you vote for, but right. if you can vote, please do. And if you are in an instance where you are able to volunteer and help your community be oh able gosh. to vote, please do so. Like there are we're, so many opportunities. We are even though we live in a, in a county that is probably not gonna vote for the same people we want to vote for. Right. Uh, I still believe that we they should be given the opportunity to do so. I agree. So dismantling the post office is the postal <laughs> service is not a great thing. So what can we do to help? So yes, I say that. So we are still all of our money for this month is going to the stay gold fund. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think next month we should have all of our money go towards um, vote.org or rock the vote. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because I yeah, it's just so fucking important. It is because the post office is not partisan it's just an institution of this country that Mm -hmm. the current president is trying to undermine and at a time that it feels like you don't matter and that everything is out of your control this is something where you do matter and they're counting and like barack obama said they're counting on your cynicism they're 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 counting on you not caring and not wanting to vote because you feel like it's hopeless but i i get the feeling that no election in my lifetime has mattered no as much as this one no because this has everything to it 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 has nothing to do with good versus bad or this guy versus this guy or or i mean it does it does but on a bigger level yeah a larger picture it has to do with the identity the identity of this country we're voting for the survival of democracy we're also voting for somebody who cares about the environment yes shocker we're voting for biden it'd be good to have someone with a little bit of empathy yeah speaking of fighting for the little guy oh i love yeah, we, we watched, watched Willow. Willow. Oh my gosh! Again, I cannot believe you have not seen this movie. It's so because good. it came out in 1988. I know. Directed by Little Ronnie Howard. Uh, written by uh George Lucas and uh screen actually story was by George Lucas. Back when he cared. Screenplay by Bob Dolman. Yeah, this was George Lucas. Like I'm sure he had the prequels in his head. Yeah. But this is after Star Wars: Return of the Jedi came out. I think five there were years so prior. many Star Wars transition wipes that i saw <laughs> yeah. I just well, every time yeah, it happened i was like star uh, wars wipe it's produced by lucasfilm um, right and there's a lot of really great industrial light and magic effects that we'll get into Ugh. um yeah pre-computers because again this was like i mean computers were around but this is 1988 where they weren't quite using computers to make movies I think yet they used them a little bit i don't for, think they did well for the uh the sorceress that stuck as the bird and the little muskrat thing to make her mouth move yeah, I think you're right. There, but maybe d- that but was I like a it. shot on a, that was like a composite, like a shot on a shot Something, because but super crazy man oh in comparison to Avengers Endgame. <laughs> right, exactly. Fuck. Just just a CG porn. Yeah. So directed by Ron Howard, starring uh, and and I actually have qualms with this. Starring Val Kilmer. No it doesn't. Even though yes, he got top billing. What? He, Joanne Wally, Just and... Just because he's taller than Joanne doesn't Wa- mean he needs to be higher up. He and Joanne Wally both got billing in front of Warwick Davis, who plays Willow, who plays the title character. And George Lucas always regretted that. And I think Val Kilmer was, of course, the bigger star, no pun intended. Yeah. But maybe having his name top billing... I don't sell know. It more. I don't know. I mean, put Warwick and then put Val Kilmer. Um, yeah. So starring Val Kilmer, Joanne Wally, Warwick Davis, uh, Jean Marsh, who uh, chews the scenery as uh, Queen Bad Morta. We have Billy Barty as the High Aldwin Wizard. Uh, Pat Roach 
who's a really great Hollywood stunt guy uh, playing General Kale, uh, Gavin O'Harely. An incredible film. Yes. And I want to make sure that I get the... Uh, it is Little People. It is Little correct. People. Okay, because I didn't want to say something that would be like, Offensive. whoa, what did he just say? Right. Um, so starring an entire cast, dare I say, of hundreds of yes. Little People actors, probably from all over the world. Yeah. And again, sort of riding this curb of diverse movies that we're talking about. Yeah. I feel like this threads right in because you have a ton of Little People of all... Uh, and good races actors. And really good actors, like, too. Forget and, the fact that it's like, oh, we just need a bunch of little people. Right. Like, the, this was a solid cast of actors. It really was. They were really good. Yeah. The plot breakdown per IMDb, a young farmer is chosen to undertake a perilous journey in order to protect a special baby from an evil queen. Hey, I just met you. This is crazy. But help me save this. Dyke dick. Dakini, baby. baby. So what we have here, how did I describe it? It was the Lord of the Rings meets... It was, I can't remember. You had a great way of putting it, and I didn't write it down. <laughs> and now this is where we are. I didn't write it down either. Uh, but it's it's fantasy-based. It, yes. it all has to do with this this fully realized world. And after watching this movie, I think they had sequels in mind. Really? But maybe they didn't get around to oh, it. Oh, that would have been great. Yeah. I feel like it could have gone forward, mm-hmm. but maybe just never like coalesced or... or, or so the plot, which we'll kind of go through a little bit. Yeah. Um, so effectively, there is prophecy. Prophecy. The dead speak. Hands in the air. The dead speak. Uh, I am all the Sith. Fuck you. So there's effectively this really evil uh, sorceress mm-hmm. who's taking over the land. Which, by the way, I would have loved if we could have seen some of the evil that was happening. It's like we were just told, "Hey, she's evil and she needs to be stopped." And I'm like, "I have no proof. Tell yes. me, tell me the evil." We're Where told is that the it evil? is like a time of fear or like a dark time. All or we see like are that. happy, like uh, what is the, the the happy little people? I can't remember what they're. <laughs> <laughs> the, Peck. The happy little pea. Is uh, it Peck? The, no, I mean, that's I feel like what, Peck is a derogatory term. Yes, it is. It I is. just can't remember what they're so, actual. So essentially, we have Daikini, who are humans, right. like uh, uh, humans like you and me. Yes. And then we have the Nelwyn. Nelwyn, okay. And they are the dwarfs. They're referred to as dwarfs in this movie. Okay. So uh, we'll refer to them as the Nelwyn or the dwarves in okay. this movie, just to designate yes. between the two. So the Nelwyn, but it's like we go, okay, so there's this evil fucking like sorceress and then we go right to the Nelwyn and they're just living their lives like right. I don't see how they're effective negatively I had coffee now I'm better you good? affected negatively uh, by the sorceress well we're not there yet we we open with this prophecy of this child is going to be born and bring good and justice and light to the land right but Bavmorda who's the evil sorceress doesn't want that she wants all the power for herself so she is out to find and kill this baby right it's essentially like a biblical story like the it birth is. of the the births of both Moses and Jesus yeah the kings or pharaohs of the time yes also had prophecy of like we need to find and kill this baby before this prophecy can come true. That's true for Jesus. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know yeah. that. Wasn't it Herod who said like uh, trying no. to find the newborn baby? Or oh, whatever? I well, I don't know about that. Oh, oh no, because okay. there was a census. You're right. Yes. Uh, a yeah. Census. There was a what? census when when Jesus was born. That's why they had to go to Naz uh, from Nazareth to go to the inn because oh. there was a census. They had what, to go. What, what, what would that look like? Like census. Hello? Yes? Hi, we're with the Census Bureau. Um, okay. 
Do you happen to have a newborn baby who may or may not be... No. Oh, what was... Th- I, th- I thought I just heard My a baby. husband has a cough. That didn't sound like a cough to me. That sounded like a baby... See, that sounds like a baby crying to me. Uh, I have a cough. We are... Uh, you have a cough? Yes. You look very healthy to me. Thank you. You're welcome. But we are supposed to... We're supposed to <laughs> we document... We need to focus on... The, okay. So at any <laughs> You rate... wouldn't happen to have, like, the son of the most high living in your house. No, you? not at all. Okay, great. I have Thanks the for your daughter time. of the most low <laughs> okay. living in my home. Oh, that's um, terrible for so, you. So, okay. So, essentially, uh, the, so the, the baby has been born. Go through and tries to kill the baby. Baby's born. Midwife. Midwife I, rescues her. But I'm like, every escapes. person who ever has wanted to become a midwife needs to watch the first, like, five minutes of this movie and be <laughs> like, like, are you prepared to do that shit? Because that's what we're going to ask of you <laughs> yeah. at the most intense instance. Yeah, essentially. So, so, the midwife escapes from this prison with the baby. Yes. Ends up getting tracked down and killed by these. Uh, rat wolf things. I don't know what the thing was. Yeah, they're with like that. a mix of rats and wolves. And they, also they used too, they used real dogs and just put costumes. They on They did, them. which that must have and they were really so great. much training. Like these stunt dogs, that. these Rottweilers who had these. There were these just two of them. Rubber. Yeah, <laughs> right. I think there were two or there three. There were just max. two. But um, but uh, anyway, so the midwife is about to get mauled. She puts the baby again, Moses style, into in the basket. river. It floats down the river to the Nelwyn village where yes. Willow and his family live. Right, and, and they discover the baby. They discover the baby, and then they bring the like, baby into the house. No, 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 we'll just throw it down the river. Like I hate Dakini; they're really big, and they're I don't. They're just no, yeah, we don't nothing want nothing but this. trouble. So apparently, like this world has very a, a very specific balance of like Dakini stick to their area, and the no one stick to their yes. area. You it know? is you do not mix. Yeah, this there's is, no like cross uh, no. crossovers or breeding. It's like or in the cafeteria, like the nerds sit at their table. Essentially, kids at yeah, their table. yeah. But Same but uh, what, what I really liked was the theme of like no like we all inhabit this planet yeah what happens to one will affect the other eventually interesting that that you know oh i, I wonder if that comes up about you know i don't know climate change right or like, right. like we, we all occupy the right same now. planet and we can't deny so the existence of effectively the kids say no daddy let's like no data let's take the baby back and he's like okay but we're just we're gonna need to take it to the council and yeah. mom's like no we can't take it to the council look at this cute ass baby we're gonna keep the baby <laughs> Because her ovary starts screaming. And um, the baby, we should say, has a very specific birthmark designating yes. who she is as this princess who yes. is supposed to bring peace and justice to the land. Uh, and so it seems like, too, like uh, uh, Willow is yeah. down on his luck a little bit. Because, like, there's... As, as, like I said when we watched Bedknobs and Broomsticks, magicians have it rough. They in, do. In Bedknobs and Broomsticks, World War II was really hard on street magicians. Yes. In this story, Warwick Davis is a uh, a wannabe magician, a wannabe, wannabe sorcerer. sorcerer. Who is trying, to, is trying to compete for this place to be picked by the Grand Wizard to study under him to as be his apprentice. Yeah, as an apprentice. So Willow is like training and getting ready for this big Which, event for okay. the village party. So, He's going to do all these magic tricks. And he does a couple of them. One of them goes wrong with yes. this little piggy little that piggy. like escapes. Which we should note comes back into play later. It does. But, okay, so one thing I did have a question about, because the main sorcerer said, in one finger holds the hour for... Holds the the power to control the world or something. For an hour or something. Something like that. And then, like, two other, um, the people... Nelwyn? Nelwyn. I was going to say narwhals. The two (laughs) Nelwyn... Two other nard dogs. The two narwhals... (laughs) 
uh, pick the wrong fingers, and then it comes to Willow, and he picks the wrong finger. I can't remember, but the sorcerer said, he's like, what finger did you actually want to pick? And he's like, this one. And he's like, that was the right one. I don't know why whatever finger he wanted to pick would have been the right one. I feel like there was something missing it there. Was all, it all had to do with Willow just trusting his intuition. I know, but I felt like there was something missing. Was this based on a novel? I don't think so. Okay. That's something that I could like go back and research. I but, don't think this was based on a novel. At any rate, this was like an original so story by George He's Lucas. told, like, you need to trust your instincts more. You need to be more confident. You're the least confident <laughs> in the village. Yes. Get confident, stupid. Yes. Do um, the confidence. Do the confidence. So then, uh, while this is happening, like, the Rottweiler the lions. Ra- the rat wolves come and the attack the village. The rat wolves come and attack the village. Because Bath Morta is on the stampede. She's like trying to find this kid. And now we see. We realize they're going after babies. The Daikini are now coming into the Noan village. The two are starting to merge. And they're like, what the fuck? They were after, they were after yes. somebody's baby. Yeah. And so they're finally like, oh, fuck, we found this kid in the river. Right. And so now they all meet and have a council meeting trying to decide what to do. They essentially do uh, take the ring to Mordor. Right. So here's one thing I did have a question about. Yeah. Because they're like, okay, Willow, you're going to take the baby. Or actually, I love, too, that the main sorcerer was like, the bones! Let's see what the bones do. And then he came down and he's like... Okay, look, did you really want to go take this fucking baby? Because I can say whatever I want about these bones. These, right. these assholes will believe it. Just whatever you want. And Will's like, yeah, no, I'll take it. He's like, okay. The bones have spoken! It's Willow! It is Willow! So, so Willow is chosen to take this baby to find a daikini to give the baby to. Right. But why did... I know why a couple of other people came, but why did the landlord guy go with them? Uh... He was like same same reason. Uh, the main wizard was like, "Oh, the bones! Like, I'll just say it, and these guys will believe it." Maybe this was an indi- an indictment on organized religion. I don't know. It was Maybe. weird. It was like, "I'm the organized guy." Because Burlcut is you. an asshole, he and is. he treats Willow like crap. And the the head wizard was like, "No, you get to go with him." And okay, he's like, I "What? That. Why?" He's like, "Oh, because the bones spoke, and it says, oh, wow, Burgle Cut, it looks like you get to go too.'" Okay, he's like, "Ah, shit." Oh, so okay. now it's this uh, this little group. This this literally this little group uh, traveling to find a daikini. The first person they come across happens to be Val Kilmer with false teeth, with false teeth and long black hair. He's in a crow's cage because he's a criminal and he's been put there to die. Do we know why? Um, we don't quite know why. Okay, I don't think it's ever... It's just like, he's a bad dude. We don't know why. So they come across him, and they're like, oh, we can give him to this guy. And they're like, you fucking crazy? Like, not only did he try to kill Willow over some water... Right. But he's he's clearly a criminal. We should not leave the kid with this person. And so half the group disbands because Burgle Cut's like, we're out. Like, we're out of here. This is the first daikini we saw. We're supposed to do... So let's hand them off. So half the group goes, and now it's just Willow and his best friend, Migosh. Mm Mm-hmm. And they're trying to figure out what to do. Right. So they finally free Val Kilmer. So and that's after there's this uh, group of uh, soldiers that come by. And they're like, sirs, could you take this baby? And they're like, we're off to war. No, we don't have room for babies. Because again, Bav Morda's on the war path of like destroying the countryside, trying to find this kid. And so they are going to try to fight Bav Morda? Correct. Okay. So then they're like, okay, well now we're screwed. We can't get rid of the baby. Mm -hmm. Okay, fine. Just give it to Val Kilmer and we'll call it good. So they pick the lock. They free him. They hand over uh, the baby, Laura Dannon, and they say, good luck. Val Kilmer's like, I give you my word of honor, I'll protect her. 
So they start heading home, and then we see a giant hawk yep. carrying, carrying the, the baby. baby, and they're like, what the fuck? And so they chase after this bird. They end up getting captured by all these tinier people right. called brownies. Kevin Pollock plays one of them, and he's amazing. Yes. Right? Is that the one? He's he's in uh, Marvel. Uh... Marvelous uh, Maisel. Maisel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. in Billions as well. Oh, my God. Um, but yeah, he's had an incredible career, but this is like really young Kevin Pollack yes. back when he was doing, still doing like. I don't know why, like, some of them have French accents. <laughs> yeah, like, they, they talk like this. Yeah, <laughs> they like have a little bit of a, like, kind of a fake French accent. So we get like Daikini, who are humans like you and me, and then we get uh, the Nelwyn, who are dwarves, and then we get an even tinier race right. called Brownies. Mm -hmm. So they capture Willow and Migosh, sort of Gulliver's Travels style. They tie them up. They take them to this enchantress of the woods. I yeah, guess the ghost of Christmas past, cylindrical or, or something. And like, she's like, "Hey, I talked to the baby. Yeah, the baby uh, this said, is an important baby, and she likes you." Yeah, and the baby's like, uh, and she says the baby wants you to protect her and deliver her to this kingdom where mm -hmm. she will be safe. Right. But first, you need to go find the great sorceress Rizelle because she will protect you yeah. and help you defeat Bad Morta. So you can get Alora Dannon to this kingdom safely. Yes. And he's like, I, I'm just a little person. Like, why why would she pick me? Right. There has to be a mistake. And then and she then just the spirit, disappears. Well, I mean, she disappears and then she comes back like big style. Like right. gets in his face. She's like, if you don't kill Bath Morta, darkness will sweep the land and we're all screwed. So you do this. Take this wand. Go find Rizelle. And they're like, okay, Jesus. And so... Migosh goes home. He sends, he sends Migosh home. home because he's like, I feel like I have to do this on my own. Sends Migosh home. Willow goes out on his own, comes across a tavern. With the brownies. With the brownies. Yes, the brownies are sent. So they're to told Willow. we need to go to a lake to find the enchantress. Right. So they go and then in the they stumble. <laughs> they're like, the baby's hungry, so we need to go into a village. And then they find Val Kilmer dressed up in as a woman. Because, and, and we get what, in my in, in my opinion, is probably the weirdest scene in the movie. Because Val Kilmer's in drag. Which, yeah. So he's been, he's been sleeping with this woman. This woman's husband's about to come home. And so this woman is dressing him up to... To try to like be like, oh no, like this is my cousin. Or cousin or something. And then the husband comes in and, and he's like... hitting on him. Not only that, but like grabbing. Like grabbing yeah. the fake boobs. And, and he, he flat out asks, want to breed? Which is somehow... I so, did you not didn't catch, catch that? that. Oh no. yeah, he's like, want to breed? Which is so much worse than asking someone if they want to just fuck or have sex. Right. It's somehow much worse. And especially since they're it's, like, oh, this could be your cousin. Book. Yes, it's really odd. Uh, at any rate. And so we end up having this whole scene play out, but Bav Morda's daughter, Sorsha, arrives with her soldiers. Right. She's searching the tavern for the baby. Right. She's like, hand him over, and then we get into this huge scuffle. <laughs> Val Kilmer escapes on a cart. We have this whole chase scene, oh which my is God. really great. So great. And the brownies are on the cart, like, trying to help out, yep. and Willow's like, ah, stop the fucking carriage. And, like, right. he puts the baby in, like, this little cubby to protect her. So now Mad Mardigan... Uh, Val Kilmer is now along for the ride. He's going to help Willow get to this island to find Rizelle. I'm sorry. I saw this really mean... Because, you know, I put memes on the Instagram. Yeah. And I saw this really mean meme <laughs> mean about meme. Val Kilmer. Because oh. there was a time when Val Kilmer was pretty heavy. He got very, very heavy. Yes. Um, I, I think it may have been part of uh, his... Cancer uh, treatment? Condition. Yeah. yeah. Um, so he was really heavy and someone took a picture of him really heavy 
and is like, want to know why Mad Mardigan got really fat? It's because he was a tad peckish. <laughs> it's so mean. because oh, he calls Willow peck. Yes. That's, okay. I mean. That's mean. Thanks, internet. But for, that's mean. I mean, That's clever, a mean meme. But mean. At any rate. Mean memes. Uh, I just had to throw that in. That's throw rough. That in. That's so they finally rough. get to the island. Mad Mardigan's like, hey, I brought you here. I'm going to kick rocks. Right. Willow gets out to the island, finds Finn Rizel, but she's been transformed into. I don't know what does she start. What is rodent? she a muskrat? Uh, she's not a muskrat. I don't a remember. Lemur? No, she's no. not a lemur. But it's got. I don't know it's like what a fruit possum I have or something. No idea. Fruit possum. And apparently, she's been an animal for a while because she describes herself as a young, beautiful, yes, powerful sorcerer. Right. So how do do we know how she was turned into that? I forgot how she was transformed. I want to say I feel like was, did Bavorda, Bavorda did that? Yeah, Maybe? I feel like Bavorda did that. Yeah. But at any rate, what I feel like we missed out on just uh, kind of sidestepping a little bit. Edits. There was some story edits. I feel like we missed out on, but maybe on a bigger story level, we missed maybe like more of the history of the magic I side of this world. Agree. Where we have like if you think of Lord of the Rings, we have Gandalf who is part of this wizard's what is no, the word it's I'm just looking the for? Wizard's order. I yeah, don't know. Yeah, the order of wizards because yeah. we have Saruman yeah. who is like his ally at a, for a time. Bob so we, we missed maybe like this old war between all the sorcerers right, and all this kind of shit. Right, cuz when they meet later on when the two sorcerers like there mm. is some fucking history yeah, there. Yeah. Like they know each and other. And you can tell. Yeah. Um, so okay, we need to speed this so up. So we found Rizel she's along for the ride but Sorsha shows up and captures all of them they take them to this sort of snowbound camp where the enemy is right. encamped uh, so now they're all prisoners uh, Willow still has the wand and he's trying to uh, turn Rizel right that's my motorcycle gang riding through this world every Sunday so she's trying to turn Rizel back into a human he can't do it because he can't really concentrate uh, Mad Mardigan escapes his cell in order to get the baby so they can escape. But not but, before they get he gets hit in the head with the broken heart. Right. The brownies powder. have this magic potion powder where he's they slap Val Kilmer in the head and he inhales it and he's in love with like the, the first, first person yeah, he sees the or first something. Thing you see. And it happens to be Sorsha who he finds sleeping and he goes into this whole like Shakespearean Romeo Juliet yes, soliloquy. Like, you of, like, are the sun you and are the my stars. stars and my moon and she's like get the fuck away from me like what right. is wrong with you? But then per women because her, if you just talk pretty enough to us we will succumb. She doesn't I mean To be fair, she's a fucking badass and I love is. her in this yeah, movie. She's awesome. She she's is really, strong really as good. shit and so, I love that. So they end up escaping. Sorsha kind of starts falling in love with Matt Mardigan a little bit. They end up... They escape. And then I also love, too, he kidnaps that he her, though. kidnaps, he kidnaps her Sorsha, because yeah. he's like, leave us be, like, and so he kidnaps her to make sure... Yeah, that, he's like, don't come near us or I'll kill her. I love, too, on the horse ride when they're, when they're riding out and she's in front and she's like, you lied, you said all this stuff to me and it was just like, bullshit to get the about? baby saved. And, <laughs> and he, like, is breathing and, like, smelling her hair. He's like, get your hair out of my face. Like, right, chop I it off, right? love that. <laughs> I love that really that good stuff. chemistry, I They think. do. That yeah. was really great casting. Yeah, it really was. Um, so, anyway, Sorsha ends up escaping, getting back with the evil army. Willow continues on on his quest yes, with Mad Mardigan. To get to this. They finally get to the kingdom, this castle that they're supposed to get to, and everyone is, like, frozen into stone. Yeah. It's like the White Witch from Narnia came through and just froze everybody in place yeah this castle's run down there's trolls crawling all over the wall but they have this giant armory 
So Val Kilmer sets up the castle Home Alone style because oh, yeah. the evil army is coming at them. And it, he's essentially a one-man army. He like, is. Like, Bavmorda's troops get there, and he starts fighting them all. So does Willow, to so be fair. So Willow does, but he, he ends up finding... Uh, he uses the wand against a troll... The troll like turns inside out and starts melting. Yeah, and then he into kicks it this into the weird, water. Like amoeba brain, he kicks this thing into the water. Then this giant stop motion two headed monster comes out. Yeah, like Medusa. and starts breathing fire on people. Yeah, and I everyone's like, "What the fucking fuck?" Loved that. Yeah, I loved that, and I also loved the trolls. Yeah, me too. Like I was expecting There's... to have these big giant like ogre like trolls. No, but they're like but hairy they're, looking like, hairy... wolfmen. Like, but they're also they're like they have the dexterity and like they can climb like walls monkeys. like yeah. spiders yeah, yeah, yeah. almost and like, like there's one like crawling onto the underside of the bridge. There's ones like crawling, oh, down, crawling the walls, up and down the walls, which I thought so. Yeah, industrial light and magic was amazing with these. Just like and you can, in thinking about how much time that must have taken. There was a shot. There was one shot in the movie where you have Willow on the bridge. You have the monster, the stop motion monster in the foreground, and yep. in the background you have a troll crawling on the wall. Yep. which is three different composites. Yep. in one. shot shot yep. which for i think 88 was pretty fucking good yeah like and you like, see it here's the thing and you're just like, like holy shit here's the thing is that uh, you know of course there are parts of this does not hold up in terms of like the cg that we not. have available now but it's still i if i was a little kid watching this yeah i would be more scared of that yeah because it's more i don't know how but it's more tactile it's like it feels more real even yeah. though it doesn't look as realistic I don't know how that is, but I would be, I would have nightmares from that versus yeah. having nightmares from like CG stuff. And I think they did such a good, a, a good job about creating the world. Yeah. Like it, it could have been all fleshed out a little believable. bit more, but it was all, like, you're just sold. And yeah. this movie is a little bit over two hours. Yeah. But it, it both feels long and doesn't feel long because totally it's agree. constantly moving it's forward. It's like, it's almost like the Odyssey where it's like, it feels long. It yeah. feels like the two hours that you got there, but it's not, you're not. You don't ever check out. Not really. You're always no. like, okay, well, what next? It's like having a really good book. Like, no, you like, want to get to the next chapter. Exactly, exactly. So we have this giant battle. Uh, the bad soldiers end up fighting the monster with Mad Mardigan, who ends up uh, destroying it eventually. He ends up escaping again? They get yes. out of the castle? Yes. They will, because they do steal uh, Amora. Well, yes. So the, the evil general ends up getting the baby. Right. He rides off with Alora Dannon. Sorsha has decided, hey, Sorsha's actually. Sorsha has decided he's, she's now fighting with Val right. Kilmer. Yep. And we now have the, the army that we saw earlier. Yes. They also show up to the castle. Right. Right on time. Not really, though, because the baby's gone. Right. But they're like, oh. This is all that's left of the army. Right. Bev Morta's destroying everything, but we all need to team up because she's taking the baby. She's right. going to kill the baby, and then we're going to have darkness forever. So they go, and they try to get to Bev Morta, but then Bev Morta is like, you're all pigs. Yeah, she turns all, everyone Which into pigs. I was not expecting right? that. Right? Isn't and that great? All, that shit would she's give like, me nightmares. She's like, you're all pigs. And like, the half and half stuff that was happening, yeah, like yeah, the, yeah. The, 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 the makeup that was stuff, and like, and like the nose. there was the one guy that was like half, he was like a human on top, but, but like you had pig like, legs pig on legs the bottom. Up, sticking up in the air. Oh my God. So, and it's all practical effects too. Yeah. And we have this really great moment of where uh, Bev Morta has been notified, like, hey, your daughter is now fighting with the other side. Right. And she's like, Fuck. And so she's, like, preparing for this ritual, but there's this point where Bav Morta's turning the whole army into pigs, but she sees Sorsha. Yeah. And Sorsha's like, stop, you know, you can't do this. And, like, the look on Bav Morta's face, like, she has this moment where she's, 
realize that she's lost her daughter to the other side. Yeah. And then she like points at her and then she starts turning into a pig. And then we have this this huge shot of all these pigs just running around. All over there must the place. have been 300 because pigs. Because Willow has been in a tent like protecting himself with a spell. Yes. And then and Roselle is like, now's, now's your chance to you turn me to back. You have to actually do, do it now. right this so time. So he turns her into five different animals before he finally yeah. turns her back into a human. But she's old now. And she doesn't. Oh, and she's, she's like, like looking at her really hands, and she's long. like, "Has it been so long?" Ugh. Like he's like, "I'm so sorry." And he gives her her wand. And, and... I don't know. Okay, so then, where effectively, she... I I want to speed it along a little bit because yes. I want to make sure. I'm sure there's some really good trivia. So they trick the they trick their way into uh, fighting into the castle. They not before in... not before Roselle turns everyone one by one back into a back, human. Which would have then they had like this little days. meeting where Jesus. everyone's got this weird look on their face. They're like, "What the fuck just happened?" They're like, "We're not going to talk about <laughs> it." Let's not talk about it. Let's not talk about Let's it not... ever again. It's like you know what so... is it? A new girl. They're like, "Okay, you guys need to stop watching porn together. You need to stop doing it." Um... So ten days later, after everyone has been turned back into a human, they again trick their way into getting inside the castle. They do sort of this weird bait and switch, right? So they, uh, get, so they in, get inside. And then Willow and Sorsha and... Rizelle. Rizelle, thank you. Mm-hmm. Rizelle all go to, like, face the sorceress. Yes, they, they go to the tower. And the at this point, happening. the ritual is like, we're at three of three. We're almost done. Yeah, you have to, like, light 13 candles or something. And they're, yeah. like, they're on, like, candle number 12. Right, and then she blows all of them out. Rizelle does. And yes. then she says, Willow, like, it's okay, you don't need to come. Which yeah. I thought was kind of weird, that she was like, he looked a little scared, but I didn't think he wasn't bought into doing it. But she's like, why don't you just stay behind? I, I know that there was a reason for that, because story, but I don't know. But I also felt like him, like, believing in himself. Missing. Like, yeah. Rizelle wasn't there for the chat that the wizard had with him. He's like, no. hey, you need to trust yourself. And he's like, no, I, I, I need to go. I need to do this. Right. And so they blow open the doors. And what I really loved about this is that... When you see Bavmorta after they get into the chamber, Bavmorta looks up and she is haggard. Like this, I love this, it. this ritual has like sucked Taken the life out of everything her. Everything out of and her. And this must have been the most uncomfortable week of these actors' lives because it is raining and movie rain is both heavy and like cold well it's it's i've heard it's actually really warm oh so they're wearing these costumes they're in makeup but it, there's they're also wet. water cascading down on all of them and, and like, they must and have then been we fucking come into miserable old lady fight the best part of the movie old lady where fight. you have the two old sorcerers like facing off yeah. and like jean marsh looks up and she's like ah roselle it's yeah. you and she's like Which, i've got the wand and she's like fuck i and don't so, know why but when this happened and when we had like sorceress wwf oh old lady style, sorcerer throwdown when we had that for some reason i was struck with this really like important thought that was like wow it is such a privilege to grow old (laughs) and like thinking about it like it is it's like to be able to grow old and to like get to that point and like these ladies are throwing down and like you know there's wirework shit happening everywhere you just know and it's like these women these older women who have you know are actresses and have been actors and have been doing this for quite some time like what an amazing privilege like how cool. to be at that age and to play such an important role like in this cool. really great story these, these old british actresses oh are my just god head to head you have these these again these great uh uh, uh sort of uh uh not computer generated but they're practical effects at the same time yeah. 
where like Bad Morta throws a fireball. Oh and yeah. Then, like Rizel counters with ice. It's yeah. like watching a live interpretation of Magic the Gathering. It was so great. Bad Morta knocks Rizel down, and then Rizel like gets up and starts like throwing her around the there room with one, the like, wand, body and she's like boom right into the wall. Like oh, that was fuck. like Peter Pan fails. And then like she's punching Bad Morta in the face, and Bad Morta's like scratching, scratching her, her and I know. shit. So then and Willow, uh, in the meantime, has grabbed the baby off the altar and is yes. like protecting it. Yes. And Roselle, f- or, or uh, Baph Morda, ends up knocking Roselle out, slams the doors on Willow, and she's like, place the child back on the altar. And he's about to go do it, and then he goes, no, I'm not going to. <laughs> she's like, what? And then she, he's like, he said, I'm gonna, I'm a powerful sorcerer, I'm gonna send her to a realm where she can never be harmed. And she's like, that and she's doesn't like, exist. That's bullshit. <laughs> and then he pulls out of his back pocket the little piggy trick, Yes. and he makes, makes her disappear, sh- right. even though she's just behind one of them. And Ben Mortar's like, oh! right. and she's like, that's impossible! And right. then she gets struck by lightning, but she also ends up spilling all of this, like, ritual juice or something. Yeah. And then she, like, gets sucked up into oblivion or yeah. something. So, and then the Bad day Morta's is dead. Yeah. And that's that's pretty much it. And so, Willow's like, oh, yeah, the baby's alive. It was just my disappearing pig trick. Right. And so, Willow ends up staring down the Sorceress Supreme. Right. And he ends up winning. And then Rizel effectively himself. says, like, you are on your way to being a great sorcerer. Here's yes. a book. <laughs> Here's read. a book of all these spells. And then when he finally gets back to his village, he's able to turn, like, what was it? An apple into a dove. Into a dove. Or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, you know, he's reunited with his family. Yeah. And that's yeah. it. That's the end of the movie. It's 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 such a, a an open and close, uh, great fairy tale sort of story. Yeah. And I think that's why I was so taken with watching this movie again. Well, and too, it was one of those things where we usually rent these movies on Amazon Prime. Oh, yes. We this should say this. is only available to purchase. You can't rent it. You can't rent it I don't know anywhere. if it's like an anniversary because it's it's. 22 32 years old jesus yeah it's 32 years old but at the same time like i couldn't understand why you couldn't rent the movie and ben said it's because of lucasfilm does disney own it i don't know but ben's like purchase it because it's that good of a movie yes and i'm like wait what it's 15 dollars, but it is 15 dollars well spent well spent if you like any of the jim henson stuff if you like dark crystal if you like labyrinth which were those those are the other two maybe that's what i compared it to it's like labyrinth meets lord of the rings uh, I would say Dark Crystal. Dark Crystal War meets Lord of the Rings. Rings. Yeah. yeah, but one of those. If you if you are really taken with these sort of fairy tale style movies, good versus evil, uh, will our lead character like, overcome? And two, that like kind of the stuff. the charming aspect of it, of it being a lot of practical, of it being a lot of stop motion, like seeing where all of this stuff that we now have, where it came from, and seeing that it actually does hold up to it a really degree. does. Like yeah. I feel like you can be like, yeah, it's stop motion, murmur, murmur, but. At the same time, I like it more than I like CG. I, I agree. Your brain knows that it, like, oh, this could be cleaner, I guess, because of the technology we you have right care. now. But there's so much charm yeah. in what they and what they were able to do with the with the technology they had mm-hmm. that you're just sold, mm-hmm. and it excites you from like seeing it. It actually, like, it, for me anyway, it makes me excited just watching these sort of effects take place because they're like, oh my god, look what they did. That is so great, and it tells the story. It actually moves it forward. Yeah. You know exactly what's happening between the two characters. Um, it's fantastic. So spend the $15 and rent this movie. I was just going to ask if you recommend, but we'll go into trivia yes. first. Yes, uh, let's hop into some trivia because there's some really good trivia for this movie. So uh, let's smash that trivia music. <laughs> Here we go. Jim. 
George Lucas specifically wrote this film for Warwick Davis. After, after meeting him on the set of Return of the Jedi in 1983, he was so taken with him that he actually wrote this movie for him. Boo! That's so great! And according to Warwick Davis, the film had the largest ever casting call for little people at the time between 225 and 240 wow. actors who little people were hired for the film. Oh, I love that. How old was Warwick Davis when this movie was made? How old do I think he was? Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I want to say like in his... 30s? 40s? How old is he? 17. What? I know. Isn't that crazy? What? Yeah. Isn't that 17? Yeah. He doesn't look 17. He looks much older than that. I know. I know. Interesting. Uh, During the off hours from shooting, Kevin Pollack and Rick Overton, who played the Little Brownies, Mm. hit up a bar in San Rafael where they ended up performing improv. One of the audience members noticed and proceeded to get up on stage and participate. That person was Robin Williams. Pollock had had already been a fan of Robin Williams, and he ended up stepping back just to watch Robin Williams. Oh my god. Isn't that crazy? Uh, The Devil Dogs uh, were actually Rottweilers in rubber masks and suits, which is great. It must have been really hard to train them. I I mean, I don't know if they were stunt dogs already. They're just like, okay, we're going to. No, I think they were stunt dogs already, but it's like, that's the thing I'm thinking is like, how could they have seen anything? This was the first feature film to use the morphing process developed by ILM. So when he's uh, transforming the morphing process where she's turning into different animals. Yeah. But there's that one shot where she's turning from her little fruit muskrat into a raven. Where you have like the muskrat shrink down, oh, and then like yeah, and then the feathers like... are growing out of it, yeah. which was all practical, which I really, oh my really God. loved. It reminds me of Alien a little bit. A little bit, yeah. Uh, the large group of pigs outside the castle continu- continuously tried mating, <laughs> and buckets of water were used to separate them at all times. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? Okay, guys, we have to cut. We have to cut. There's pig fucking over there. Pig fucking over here. As Val Kilmer was getting out of his crow cage between takes, the chain snapped and the cage came down on his foot. <gasps> his result, his resulting limp, is evident during the scene in which Mad Mardigan and Willow arrive at Rizal's island, oh where he's my like God. limping away. Yeah. yeah. So he must have a, a good attitude. I, yeah, I feel like Val Kilmer is a hurt. pretty good spirit. Val Kilmer ad-libbed much of his dialogue, which is not surprising. Uh, Val Kilmer was, uh, again, we mentioned this, Val Kilmer was first billing instead of Warwick Davis. Writer-producer George Lucas felt that it wasn't fair since Davis plays the title role and has the most screen time. Yeah. Something that George Lucas has always regretted. Aww. John Cusack tested for the role of Mad Mardigan. What? Oh, lost, I don't I don't approve of he that. He lost it out to Val Kilmer. John Cusack is on record considering it his biggest disappointment. I don't blame him. Um, James Horner's score, and I'm pretty sure James Horner did the music for The Lord of the Rings, okay. which I think is interesting. He also did uh, the music for Star Trek II The Wrath of Khan, which is also a really great score. Uh-huh. Um, the theme song is actually used a lot in movies by MGM during the 80s and 90s. During really? Movie, during movie trailers. I, ten grand. It felt like I, I'm like, why do I know this? Cost ten grand to use it. Wow. I mean, it's effective. <clears throat> um, after meeting on the set of this film, Val Kilmer and Joanne Wally were married. Oh. But they later divorced. Oh. There it is. <laughs> and that's trivia. Wow. Ah, Megan, would you recommend this movie? I, Benjamin, I absolutely would. Yeah. You don't say Megan a lot. Like you only say it if you're like. Megan, please stop buying all of this furniture. You texted me that yesterday. You're like, Megan. Don't go crazy. Please don't go crazy. Because she's like, oh, this lady has so much stuff. She has so much stuff. Hey, Hey, they have a garage sale on Labor Day weekend and we're going. Look at me. What? What? (laughs) Shiplap. What? (laughs) What? Huh? Demo day. What? 
Um, I absolutely would recommend this movie. I and this is one of those ones where it's like I specifically want <clears throat> millennials to watch this. Yes. As weird as that may sound, because I feel like a lot of millennials and a lot of people that I've met in that age bracket tend to be like, like we got to have a fast plot. We got to go, go, go. <laughs> I have a short attention span. Yeah. It needs to look cool. It needs. This is something where there's craft in storytelling, Ugh. craft in character, Ugh. and craft in practical in making the world feel real. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's like, just sit your ass down, take some Ritalin, and watch this movie. <laughs> right. Like, this is what it is to, instead of buying, like, store-bought spaghetti sauce, making it from scratch. Exactly. This is incredible. This is something that takes care, that takes love. And the product just is something that is so remarkable. I anybody should watch this but specifically i would love it if millennials would watch this because it's there's just so much to it agreed what about you yes and i remember the movie that i compared it to it's the princess bride meets Lord that's, what it, that's what it was and, and it i feel like that is such is. a good combination of yes. the two because you have world building but also think of there's it. so much charm in it too yeah. and the charm comes from like you said the 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 handmade uh, love that is put into this movie and you not to like be down on George Lucas but maybe like the prequels just left such a bad taste in my mouth yeah. that I'm like do you only care about money and using computers to tell the story and you know story? what to be honest maybe he had and this is something that happens maybe he had run out of storytelling juice maybe. and was being forced to tell a story that he wasn't passionate about anymore that happens and I think it was a great idea to have Ron Howard direct it because oh my of, God. of the stories that Ron Howard has told over the years the movies that he's directed yeah. kind of fit really well into this kind of genre yep um and ron howard was in american graffiti which was george lucas's i think big first big studio release before star wars Mm -hmm. um so i thought it was a great choice to have him direct like you said the craft on every single level is so amazing um i'm really glad you guys voted for this movie because i had not watched it in a long time it was close it was very close like two votes short of labyrinth really which i have not seen all of labyrinth Mm. to be fair i watched labyrinth at you know my current age (laughs) and i got so frustrated that i turned it off so i don't know how it ends was it when they started singing no i can't remember i just got really pissed off at the main girl because she's such a whiny little bitch like i'm just like shut up jennifer connelly yeah oh I, I, but again, it was very, very close, and people have just as much love for Labyrinth as they do for Willow. Well, I'm really glad you guys uh, chose this one, because I forgot how awesome this movie is. Mm-hmm. Uh, special shout-outs to, a, to a Jean Marsh and the lady who plays Roselle. The two old ladies who uh, just are such old pros. Powerhouse Powerhouse actors. actors who just came in and like did their job yeah. and just start swinging for the fences. It, it's great. Uh, yeah. uh, like rent this movie for 15 bucks and watch it. No, buy it. Oh, buy it. You Excuse can't, me. You, you can't, can't rent, rent it. Because <laughs> I think Disney owns it. I think that's why. <laughs> Maybe it was on Disney Plus. It could have been on Disney Plus. We anyway. can check that. At any rate, um, we're not sure. We haven't talked about what we want to watch no, next. No, I say we rock the vote again and see... Uh, see what uh we can try to find a genre we can also try and find a genre um thank you so much for listening please remember to smash that subscribe subscribe button. please remember to share yes. because sharing is caring it really is all proceeds uh from our uh fucking podcast no it's uh, <laughs> it's promotion like people that pay sponsors all of yes. our sponsorship money is going towards the stay gold fund mm-hmm. 
Um, and uh, I think that's everything. Register to vote, please. Register to vote. Because it's important. Because it's important and you matter. And that's please true. save our democracy and our planet. Do your part. I don't care if you don't like either candidate. Do your part. Just fucking Be do it. Be an adult. Grow up. Vote. <laughs> do it for Willow. Do it for Willow. <laughs> do it, do for it for Laura, Laura Dannon. <laughs> Which I was going to say, last thing. Has anyone checked Kamala Harris to see if she is the mark on the inside <laughs> of her arm? I'm just saying. Is she the chosen one? She's the chosen one. <laughs> Thank you so much Thank for listening, guys. and uh, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.